Welcome to season four, episode 13 of Puck Talk CS. I'm Chaz alongside my main man, Steve-O. How you doing, Steve? I'm great, Chives. How are you? I am vengeance, bro. I am vengeance. <laughs> Me and my buddy got back. Buddy who's a Leafs fan from upstate New York got back from uh, the Batman screening at the Marquee Theater, $9 Fandango tickets at 11 $9. Yeah, bro. 11 last night. Um, so, yeah, today we're delayed because I woke up at like maybe – it's got to be probably like 20 minutes ago I woke up. We got back from the theater at like 2.40 in the morning type of deal. And, uh, yeah, so um, if you haven't seen it, please. But, you know, the Riddler's kind of like the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, they're just running the league and no one's acting like they're running the league um, if we're going to make some stretch comparisons. And the Batman's like the Dallas Stars right now. Like, he's just, like, figuring it all out. Like, Pattison kills it. So, Steve, what do you think? I know you – Steve-O texts me and he's like, the, the Batman's sick, by the way. And like, people are talking about it. And I'm like, maybe I'll go see it. Um, but, you know, I'm busy with like, you know, like school and, and life and, and cool college, you know, stuff. And, but I was like, all right, I got to get to this movie at some point. So, uh, yeah, I saw last night, Steve-O. No spoilers, no spoilers. Of course, no spoilers. I don't know if any of you guys listening are Batman fans, but seriously, you guys have to go see it. It's so sick. If you want a funny story, too, like I'm a big, we're big, Chavs and I are big Marvel guys, DC guys. So you already know within the first opening night, opening few days, you know, we're there, we're seeing it. Um, but the lady next to me on opening night, I saw the Batman. Now the movie's three hours long. It's a long movie. But as soon as the movie over, she was like, Thank goodness the movie's over. I'm sitting there and I'm like, bro, why the hell are you seeing Batman on opening night? You don't even want to be here. No, I'll keep it 100 with you, Steve-O. Listen, if she, I said it once, I'll say it again. I'll keep it clean. I'll keep it clean for, on the mic, bro. Sweating. I, my pants were drenched, <laughs> bro. Like sweating. The Riddler had me shaking. When I got back to, when we got back to my dormitory last night, like, it was dark. Flashlights on down the hallway, dude. I don't want to see no question mark. Uh, <laughs> dude, I see a question. Like, I see someone text me a question mark, dude. It's going to be like Looney Tunes. You're just going to see wind around me. I'm gone. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. I, I don't know. Like, totally with the dog. I could watch another hour of that movie. Just like I'm sure our listeners could listen to us ramble on about, drone on about uh, hockey all day, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious to see, you know, if anyone listening who uh, has seen the movie, let us know what you think. And if you think who's better, Christian Bale or Robert Patterson? Good question. Movie was great, but that's a that's a discussion for a different day. We're here for some puck. So let's talk some puck. Yeah, bro, we should we should get to that hockey talk. Um, (laughs) Listen. I think it goes without saying a lot of awesome things have happened this week in hockey. I mean, you see Jack Eichel scoring a game winner in those. I love Vegas's third gold, the golden Knights gold, like golden, that mustardy gold Jersey. Eichel scores a game winner against the senators. The senators are pretty hot, but um, Josh Norris heating up, but he scores with like five seconds left. Are you kidding me? And the Selly, like looking at those players, I just looked and I was like, now Their inaugural sick. season was only four seasons ago, and they have Jack Eichel, Max Pacioretty, Jonathan Marchessault, 
Mark Stone's not even on the ice because he's on the IR. Like, it was crazy to see that. And then we see the emergence of the Dallas Stars. The Minnesota Wild are, they're like three, like, it, they've only won like three games in their last 10, I think. They're really dropping the ball. Three in their last eight. And, man, Jason Robertson something. He is the only player along with Kirill Caprizo, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews. And I believe it's something along the lines of like Sidney Crosby and Malkin Ovechkin that uh, put up 100 points in the, like the last two seasons in the amount of games that they did. I, I saw that stat somewhere. So underrated. Uh, they've tied. They've tied the uh, – the Minnesota Wild and the Nashville Predators. Now, the Predators, excuse me, the Predators won. They beat them a few nights ago. And Steve-O texts me out of the blue, and he's like, that that Wild Predators uh, regular season series is great. I hope we get a playoff series out of that because I, I love the way the Predators have been playing. Um, I mean, they play up to competition and down to uh, some other teams, but they the Minnesota Wild dropping – the Stars and Predators rise, and that Central Division's packed, Steve. What do you think about the Stars? I, I love that they're hot because I enjoy when they're a hot team. They have some great, you know, some players that are very recognizable and nostalgic in uh, Jamie Benn. Sagan struggled, but you also have that Joe Pavelski. They had some goaltending tr trouble. Their defense was in question after they signed Heiskin into that mega contract. I love to see the uptrend. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, we, we just broke the Rangers down uh, la uh, last week. And we talked about how they had two players really carry them up to that point. I think it's the same thing with the Stars. I think they have had two players specifically. In my eyes, they have uh, – uh, that have carried them to this point. Now, I'm just curious. Let's see if you can guess who they are, Chives. Do you think Do you think you know who, which two players from the Stars I have in mind? I'm going to go with Jason Robertson, obviously. I mean, yes, the back-to-back, the Instagram post where it was like, Jason Robertson with the Drake back-to-back -back cover. So hard. Um, I love that the hockey world embraces him too. Um, but I, I feel like he doesn't get enough media attention. I think Kirill is a little more flashy in that sense. Uh, anyway, I'm going to say Robertson and I, you know, I, I guess Heiskanen. I don't really know another namey player. You know why I can't tell? Because the stars always have like a rookie that goes crazy. And then like maybe Jamie Ben will go crazy. And then maybe Pavelski, maybe I'll go with Pavelski because he's also been kind of popping. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to go with uh, their netminder, Jake Ottinger. You know, he's stepped up his play really uh, after this all-star game. He's come out with a flame bolt in it here. I believe he's, he's eight and one. And like he's his my last, fantasy like, wire uh, pick up. He was my fantasy wire pick three weeks ago, by the way, for anyone that hasn't picked him up. Yeah, like I said last time, we've been money with these picks. I'll get to a player um, that I picked later on that's that's killing it right now. But your pick, Ottinger, has destroyed it coming out of this all-star break. I mean, he, like I mentioned, I think he's 8-1. Uh, he's been playing really good, and a big reason why the Stars have been able to snag some of these games and also, like you mentioned, Jason Robertson, he is the other one. He's making his presence known in this league. Uh, I, I feel like this is like a coming out party for him. You know, he the back-to-back -back hat tricks, uh, the first time a Dallas star has ever done that. But it's it's interesting that you mentioned um, Haskinen because uh, the star, he was, uh, he's been out for, for um, a few games and also the star's had to play a few games without Tyler Sagan, both of them dealing with uh, non-COVID-related issues. But 
honestly playing with with arguably two playing without two of their best players in two tough central division road games that's a that's a tough task chives but the stars handled it perfectly not only did they win both games but they seem to be they they seem to have a little drop off in their play without two of their superstars so the stars are on a roll they have been one of the best teams here coming out of the all-star break and this run has kind of uh propelled them into the standings uh now they are coming off a tough loss from the preds last night and boy oh boy i do want to talk about that for a second because this predators and stars series all season long for me, has no doubtably been the best series of the year. I mean, it's crazy entertainment, even better than the Battle of Alberta. I mean, I really hope this turns out to be a playoff matchup because, I mean, there's just something when these two teams are going at it. It's insane. They do have some playoff blood, too. They played in uh, two postseasons ago. It was yep. Pekka Renee's last, and uh, that was a great series. Now, the Stars, like you said, propelling them into the standing 7-2-1, in their last 10, who's above them? Oh, let's see. St. Louis losing four streak, five, three, and two. Minnesota Wild, three, seven, and oh. Predators, four, six, and oh. Stars are on the rise. Teams above them on the down. And the Jets are clearly behind them in the standing. So the Stars are in a really, really good spot to heat up in the second half. We always talk about Pittsburgh Penguins. What did I say? When we, we, we hopped back on the mic, we did starter puck talk CS again in January. And one of the first things I stated was, watch the Pittsburgh Penguins. Watch the Pittsburgh Penguins. The stars are like this too. We saw how they came into the bubble. They got hot in the bubble and that was it. They go on the cup run. That's what happens in sports. And I love to see that this is happening now because they can, they can get into a playoff spot. Uh, and listen, beginning of the season, up until like, you know, really mid-February, this team was Katy Perry, man, hot and cold, yes and no, in and out, up and down, but they're going up right now. So we'll see what happens. This is a team, though, that I could also fully, Steve, tell me if you agree. I could fully see this Dallas Stars team, the wheels falling off, too, because they, they are very unpredictable. Yeah, they really are. You look at how they were playing uh, in the beginning part, beginning half of the season. I mean, the Stars are really in an interesting position because. They're one of those teams where it's like, hmm, what are they going to do? And I'm talking more specifically about the trade deadline and and, and how are they even going to finish um, in the standings uh, before the postseason? Uh, they're sitting just outside the playoff picture with about 25-ish games to go. So what's the move here for them? Obviously, a guy like Joe Pawlowski, he's off limits. But what about a John Klimberg? He's been... One of the hottest topics around the league, certainly uh, in the trade uh, deadline conversation, definitely because of his contract expiring this summer. Rumors of him not liking Dallas, trade talk, uh, um, extension, contract extension uh, talks failing. So it will be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, they're really in a tough spot, and teams got to make decisions just like that right now because we're approaching – the deadline so fast uh, uh, fast so i mean it's a tough question do the do the stars buy but if they fall off the if they fall off the rails here and they, they don't trade Klimberg and they don't make the playoffs i mean can they can their future you know hold that because 
think it's evidently clear that Klimberg is not resigning with the Stars. So, I mean, this puts them in a really tough position here. You know, Ottinger has been great recently, but he's really struggled, you know, in the first half of the season. And we've seen it before, and the Stars have not been looking pretty good. Guys like Jamie, Jamie Ben has been, ha- have gone through some big slumps this season. So, you could just as easily revert back to that first uh, half mindset and play. So it's kind of interesting to see what the stars do here. I'm curious. I'm interested too. You got to think they're going to shop Klingberg um, in the, I think it's the long term, but I think what's so confusing about this team is you look and you say, I don't, they, I don't think that their identity, you know, the team is building a winning identity right now in the last 10 games that's really tough to say this is a team that we can see succeeding for a long period of time now granted they went on that miracle cup run in the bubble uh but i wouldn't say miracle but hot cup run in the in the bubble they got hot at the right time i think it's tough to you know when they're deciding on klimberg i mean obviously you know it's someone's job but to do this and do you sign the guy for what he wants for the long term, or do you just see? I, I think they're going to try and see how this season plays out and see where they end up. I think this is definitely a character and identity season. They have a lot of young players. Dennis Gurianov went crazy uh, when they went to the cup. Rupe Hints is now their top line center. So, and that line's amazing, their, their first line. So, We'll see uh, what happens. I think their decisions at the deadline are going to be based on how they go into the deadline. These next two and a half, three weeks, what are they going to do? And do they shop Klingberg for a major piece? Um, I I could see him going in the offseason because I don't know what the return is. I feel like that's a player you want to keep if you're going to go into the postseason. But also trade his value while while it's high, right? So... Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with Klingberg. I know we'll be talking about him a lot more as the trade rumor mill goes crazy as, as we approach the trade deadline, but that's where Dallas is at. 7-2-1 in their last 10. Hot, hot, hot. One of the, the hottest team in the Central. Uh, we did a poll on our Instagram on that too, and actually a lot of people agreed. So um, I feel like the stars are like our pick, our Steve-O's Calgary pick, because Calgary's popping. That Johnny Goodrow goal was nasty in the Battle of Alberta, the most recent uh, edition of that a few nights ago. Um, it was game winner. Yeah, those games are always exciting, man. I'm, I'm a big Mac and Chuck guy. He always stirs things up. Um, so, yeah, the Dallas Stars, are they're heating up. and uh, Yeah, I think, I think it also has to do um, – are the Stars in a win-now mode? I think that has a lot to do with the Cole Klimberg situation – because if they're in a win now mode, they're obviously gonna they're obviously gonna hang on to Klinberg and keep him and slot him into the playoffs. But listen, if you don't trade him and he goes, I mean, what's what's the future for this franchise? Obviously, you have a lot of young guys. Uh, we just mentioned two of them, which have been a big reason why they're in the situation they are this year. But let's say they let Klinberg go and they get nothing back. You know, how is that gonna hurt the franchise? three, four years down the road. I mean, that might be, I don't know if the stars have a window this year to win the Stanley cup. So is that worth sacrificing the next three, four five years of return that they could get from not trading Klinberg? I'm not really sure. That's, that's up for the, the stars organization to answer, but 
I don't know. You might. I think if you're the stars, you might have to ship Klumberg. Yeah, I, I think come the trade deadline, they're hot right now. And like you said, the real question is the next few games are really going to dis. Well, I would say the next two weeks of hockey for that organization is really going to determine what they do with the deadline. What are they going to do with their assets, and what can they get in return? Because uh, it's a pretty volatile. You know, they're. Their team, like we said, hot and cold, Katy Perry. Uh, they're they're pretty unpredictable. And I think the stars, they got their next game is on Saturday, I believe. They have two tough matchups coming up. They play the New York Rangers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and that's those are not gonna be two easy games for them. So we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what, what transpires. The other team we haven't talked much about. So we covered the New York Rangers. We're covering the Dallas Stars. Steve-O, next up on the docket, Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, I have a really tough relationship with them. I really do. Uh, 78 points. They're only five points clear of the Boston Bruins. So they, uh, the Bruins have caught up to them in the standings. They're right behind them. They're two points out from Tampa. So they're in a really good spot. They're making the playoffs. That's not what they want anymore, though. We know this. Cup, cup or bust? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's interesting because Austin Matthews, uh, who reminds you, had a, such a slow start to the season. I mean, it would be he did not look like the, uh, the Austin Matthews that we know. Uh, his start to the season was horrible. But he just hit the 40-goal milestone, becoming the first – player uh in the nhl this season to do so and it just shows you how fast Rocket the Leafs... watch rocket for watch <laughs> it shows you just how fast the lease can change just like that and matthews is not alone uh, in in uh, being a top reason the Leafs have exploded i've said this before but i'll say it again you know we take a look at his line that line oh my goodness he's spawned on a line with two other productive players in linemates mitch marner and my fantasy wire pickup ad. And my biggest reason why the Leafs are in the position they are right now is because of Michael Bunting. Bunting has kept his own personal, uh, personal point intact. And I think he, I think he's riding like a six or seven game point streak right now. And he's just been unbelievable. He has been a big difference in this turnaround. And yes, the Leafs have made a big turnaround. They were, I remember they were slumping hard. None of their guys, Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, beginning half of the season, they were they were slumping. They had a bad skid of where they I think they lost four or five games in a row, and, and they were blowouts too. But this top line has has revitalized its play. My fantasy why I added Michael Bunting, I think is the biggest reason to why Matthews is putting this up because Bunting's dishing out most of these assists. He and and I feel like Bunting's the type of guy where he derives. He thrives. He truly does when he's partnered with Marner and Matthews on that top line. But I think he adds a different component to the equation, which is one I really like. And in my mind, Bunting has been has had the biggest impact on that line for me. Slumping with that Bunting, yeah, I think uh, Michael Bunting is a player that he's a weapon. I mean, this guy scores around. Yeah, I think he he's kind of replaced Zach Hyman's role of that. They play very different hockey uh, as a skater, as a player. Yes, but when I say this, I, I think he's the cheaper version of Hyman where they didn't have to sign Zach Hyman $6 million to 
Hyman has more speed, I believe, but Michael Bunting gets to the net. And that's what you want. Uh, you know, you have Mitch Marner, the playmaker, speedy winger, getting the puck to Matthews, the sniper, no doubt. That guy's got an unreal release. Hit that 43 goal mark, by the way, with that hat trick. Third one of the season. He's going off. Rocket Burchard watch. Right now, he's in the lead. We'll see what happens with that. Leafs outscoring their problems. Michael Bunting, a part of that. He's on pace for 66 points. Austin Matthews' record as a rookie with the most points in Maple Leafs history with 69 back in 16-17. Running through the six. Made the playoffs that season. So, uh, that's that's a little while back now. It feels like Austin Matthews hasn't been around that long, but it's about six seasons. So Michael Bonting is on that top line. He compliments him so well. We saw Marner. We saw Matthews in their the last few games. They've been going off that line. I love that line. We talked about Dallas with Ruben Hintz and Joe Pavelski. Well, this line's also right up there with one of the top in the league right now. Question time, Steve-O. Do you think... It's not good that the Leafs have to continuously outscore their problems. We've seen every time I open the NHL app, they're up three to one. And then I'm checking or I'm watching the game below the lead. It's been like the last four or five games where that's happened. So what do you think about that? That they dropped a pretty bad game to the Sabres, give it surrendering six goals. The last few games, they've blown three goal leads. They've won the, they've won the games, but they blew the lead. And this is a consistent issue. Do you think they need some defensive help? I do think they need some uh, defensive help. You mentioned that game against the Sabres. I did catch a little bit of that game. And their defense was sloppy, to say the least. But again, they've, they've been outscoring. So, I mean, it's not, you know, the saying, it's not a problem until it becomes a problem. And the reason it's not a problem right now is because they, that top line, like I just mentioned, has been producing. You look at that, that game they played the other night against the, the Blue Jackets. I mean, the Blue Jackets kept popping back in line A, Borkstrand had a few goals coming in on some sloppy defensive plays. But it didn't matter because the top dogs came up and they bailed them out at the end of the day. Marner, Matthews, Bunting, all of them have come up and, and kind of bailed them out here. So, again, it's not a problem until it becomes a problem. I think the Leafs are still trying to figure out their, their goaltending situation and what's kind of uh, or what, what it's working. I think right now they're riding high on, on Peter Morazic to see how much uh, he could provide for them. Uh, I believe they play the Kraken up next. Uh, no, or the Coyotes. The Coyotes then, Coyotes then the Kraken. Um, so I think they're they're trying to see what uh, Morazic could give uh, them. But on top of Morazic, you know their defense has kind of been sloppy. Now, yeah, they have been without Jake Muzzin, um, but I know that he's back and he's skating with the team, uh, and his his return is imminent. You know, and that kind of we could kind of transition and bring in the, the trade deadline over here. Is this a thing where they go out and they get a defenseman? Now, I know the rumors were breaking yesterday that uh, Jeff Petrie was traded from the Canadians to the Leafs and everyone was bugging out and reporting that. But that is simply that simply wasn't true. Um, but I think that Jake Muzzin, uh, his return will be pretty big for the Leafs because the last few games, their defense has been sloppy. Uh, I, the Leafs are on a team where I don't think their defense is that bad. Um, 
but uh, there's definitely some minor improvements that they can make. But I think this is just a poor performance right now, and the offense has kind of just kind of stepped up. But I think the question remains is what happens when this offense doesn't step up and this defense doesn't start tightening things up? Yeah, you know, you're going to start losing in some tough games to some bad teams. Um, but in terms of, uh, like, the Leafs going out and, and acquiring a defenseman, somebody like a, a Jeff Petrie, um, I don't think – they will do something like that because I simply, I don't think the Leafs can afford uh, the cap hit uh, in trades uh, or at least a guy like Petrie. Um, so I don't, if it's going to, if the Leafs are going to go out and get a defenseman to tighten things up, which I do think they should go out and get, I don't think they're going to go for a big fish, Chavez. I think they, I think the Toronto Maple Leaf, I think Kyle Dubas, we saw that video with two phones at the draft. Throw it, throw it in. Five first round. Russell, Russell Wilson. This I would Russell Wilson it for Jeff Peacher right now. <laughs> you know, I think their defense needs that support. Jack Campbell has struggled in his last eight starts, above yes. 900 save percentage. I mean, talking ECHL numbers out there. Now, listen, I'm no NHL goaltender, but how do you go from that start to the season where it was like he just stepped in and he was probably better than Morazic, really? Uh, I mean, uh, Frederick Anderson, who they, who Carolina, uh, he's their starter in Carolina now. Um, we knew there was a big goaltending change. Didn't necessarily run him out of town, but for how good Frederick Anderson was, I, I thought it was strange that they were moving on from him because uh, I didn't, I don't think there was necessarily a huge issue in that, and I don't think his contract was so expensive that they couldn't have signed him. But they did have to sign him, Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander. And they sacrificed that. And Campbell stepped up and been huge in his role since he took over in that playoff series against Montreal last year. Now, that was last year, bygones or bygones. And I think, okay, first, I apologize. I don't know if, like, someone's showering and, like, the pipes are in this, like, study room that I'm in. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on in the background of me. But, anyway, Jake Muzzin, he's going to have a huge impact when he returns. We know that. But at the end of the day, does any of this talk matter, Steve, unless they do something in the postseason? We both know the answer to that, right? Yeah, I think we'll see if they could if they could answer this call to action. I mean, it'll be really really interesting to see where they go. Again, I kind of I kind of agree with you. A guy like Petrie would be ideal for for this defense, but again, I'm not sure. I'm not a you know I don't look deeply into the the least financial. Uh, ongoings but i don't think they could take the cap hit in order to get a guy like petrie i'm i'm not sure if they can you know i think the Leafs are one of those teams that are tighter on a cap but that'll that'll all be remained to see now before we go chives before we wrap this up we got a fan question before we jump into this of course as you know if you're a listener and, and you have something you want us to talk about always email us PuckTalkCS at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. We've been getting a lot of interaction on the Instagram, so we do appreciate that. This week's question comes from Alex Dean is my favorite player 20. They ask, who do you think the Blues should get at the deadline and who should they give up? Damn, Alex Dean, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. But anyways, thanks for the question. We appreciate you sending that in. And listen, when it comes to the Blues, for me, it all comes down to improvement on the defense, the defensive end. This is another team that 
I was kind of just thinking about a second ago in my head, they're kind of in the same boat as the Maple Leafs are. And their their one sparkling need is their defense. You know, I think the Blues have a strong forward group. I think it's among one of the best in the league with its depth. They have a lot of depth and do have a lot of scoring. Now, the goaltending has been inconsistent, but I think that they can piece that back up together and they can build upon that with their defense. You slowly see Jordan Bimington slowly regaining his confidence. But I think it all comes down to their defense. You t- uh, there's two games that I could think of um, specifically within the last month that I remember. Uh, the Blues played the Leafs and the Flames, uh, and they they gave up a total of like 15 goals within those two games. And I think it, th- this is clear evidence that they need defense. Their defense was getting swarmed and, you know, they, they didn't help Bimington at all during his struggles. And I think that they have no identity and they lack depth on it. Uh, and I think that's what they're missing. You know, you take a look at these past few seasons. I think it's, it's got progressively worse for them. So I think if there's one need for this team, it's definitely defense. I'm curious to see where you stand on this, Travis. I agree. I, I really don't think it's the forward group. Uh, if that's kind of what was alluded to, like they need another piece at forward, strongly disagree. Um, teams are going to go through stretches where they lose games. And I don't think the correct response to this four-game losing streak is to acquire uh, a forward. Man, I wish we had puck talk in the offseason because when they acquired Brandon Sod and Pavel Buchnevich, it felt like there wasn't enough buzz around it. And I questioned that because I thought to myself, they just acquired two top line wingers and their depth pieces. Brandon Saad led the postseason in goals until the conference final when Braden Point took over. So Brandon Saad had seven goals through the second round of a playoff series that they lost. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich has... I think as of a week ago, it was 97 points in hundred. his last 100 games played. It's really not the forward group. Ryan O'Reilly's resurged. Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo are playing sensational hockey for at a young age. They're getting everything from the forwards. Goaltending's been an issue, yes. Do they fix that? That's definitely in the deck of cards. I mean, do you go for the big fish like a Marc-Andre Fleury? Ooh. Um, cap wise, not sure. So I'm kind of talking out of the off the top, spinning off the top with that take. But I think the point is get keeping the puck out of the net right now seems to be the number one issue through the, the loose four streak. But I just don't I don't know if this group needs something. We talked about the New York Rangers, a team that can't have a Dryden hunt on the second line going into the postseason. The Capitals are a team that you could say maybe they want to bench a rock. Maybe they need a little more depth on defense. Uh, last postseason, the Penguins needed a Jeff Carter. Now Tristan Jari needed to turn things around. But I think that's more of the right example. They brought in a 3C in Jeff Carter, who's won two cups. That was a great move. Uh, top six remained. And they lost that series, but they trusted Tristan Jari to turn things around. So I really think it's about trusting this roster because the potential's there to go on a postseason run. Steve, I, I don't know if they have to fix much. You know, maybe it's some depth defenseman. Maybe yeah. they're in on a I Jeff Petrie or Ben Chirot. 
someone you know one name i just thought of that jumps jumps off uh jumps off the top of my head maybe a guy like nick letty from the uh the red wings he might be a nice fit for the blues uh he he's a left-handed defenseman who could definitely defend at a high level he's got brilliant skating ability and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season so i think that's a low risk move and we already know that the Islanders already dumped him. So I think maybe he's another low fit option for, um, for the blues. I think uh, they don't really have a, a left-handed defenseman. Um, so I think he might be able to provide um, a nice. Steady. Depth. Yeah. Some, some bottom pairing steady type of guy. Yeah. Or like a Calvin DeHaan, right? Those type of guys of that nature. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I think the uh, question just um, – I think if you're worried as a Blues fan, you shouldn't be. Like, I think that's kind of my take on it. Um, I don't really have much else to say on that question because uh, lose four streak, yes. But it's not if, – if the Leafs lost four games in a row, the problems would be glaring. We know what the issue is. Even when they're winning, we know what the problem is. But I don't think there's an evident enough issue with the way the Blues have lost the last few games. So that's yeah. why. I'm kind of with you, Chives. I'm not sure if they make a move because I think the Blues would have to be moving a lot of assets in a deal in order to get one done. And I think the Blues do have a good team right now. I do agree with you. And I think maybe a few in-house changes uh, will definitely help boost the defensive group that's definitely struggled as of late. So we'll see. But thank you for the question. Of course, we always appreciate the fan question. And uh, we also always appreciate the interaction we've been getting on our Instagram, on our website, uh, with the episode featuring Jake Zaretsky last week on the New York Rangers. Our fantasy wires have been doing well, so we love the uh, interaction with our content and trying to pump out as much as we can. And uh, we do have some nice plans uh, coming up with the trade deadline and with uh, – what we're going to do for our Instagram and our social media. So follow us on Puck Talk CS on Instagram. Of course, if you're on our website right now, check everything out with our daily predictions. Steve is always plugging those. We predict NHL games there, the outcomes of those. Uh, we have our episode archive. If you miss anything, we're on Spotify and Apple Music. So please listen to us there if you're not listening already. Um, our Instagram, we've been interacting with all of our followers, we're gain, gaining a lot of followers. So please go to our website if you heard us from um, the social media sites and follow our Twitter, Puck Talk CS. If you got fan questions, DM us uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, or our Gmail, PuckTalkCS at gmail.com. Uh, and listen, if you have not seen The Batman yet, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to plug that like a Matt Reeves or something. Um, Definitely see that. We got a lot of new content coming up on the horizon too with Puck Talk. We got a lot of plans. So, Steve, I'll take us away. Definitely. Even if you want to email us or DM us about the Batman, we'll be more than happy to talk to you about it because it was so sick. And of course, as always, big things coming, trade deadlines looming. We got you covered. No worries. Always remember it's just the luck of the puck.